Hi, everybody. My name is Mike Manning. And I'm Trinity French. And we are your business coaches at Wired to Change. With the number two. We are here to help you get your business to the level you want it to be so you can enjoy the life of a small business owner. Oh, yeah, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, the life of a small business owner is so exciting. It is the early part of 2021. It is. We're trying to see if 2021 is going to tell 2020, here, hold my beer, <laughs> <laughs> the way it started. Ret- all the returns aren't in yet. We'll see. Once the votes are counted and oh, everything's cast. Yeah. But, you know, I feel like there's some really good juju and momentum mm-hmm. that is going to fire up everyone for this year. And I'm feeling fired up Mm -hmm. and I'm feeling super fired up for those of you who have not listened yet, go back one episode and take a gander at the podcast we just recorded with Neil Isaacs, because it was all about the things that you should know before you sell your business. And we know that one of the main reasons that people get into business is so they don't have to always be in business forever and ever and ever. They want something that's scalable. They want something that is going to provide them income without them working. I mean, we all are looking for the magic wand, right? And um, I thought he gave some great advice as to what to do. So today's show, Mr. Manning, is to gear up all of our listeners for what are those things that are going to actually make your business sellable. Yes. And one of the main things that we talked about, other than the fact that it needs to be, you know, making a profit and look good on, <laughs> look good on paper and don't be hiding stuff in your books, no. but is you need to be able to have not something that is just you centric, but something that is repeatable, something that is consistent and that is um, going to be easy for someone else to just come in, plug and play. Because so. you've done all the hard work. You've proven that that location and that in that business in that industry is good. Yes. But the whole theme running through that show was have your crap in order. Don't try to claim anything off the books. Saying, yeah, I, I know I showed you 200000 revenue, but it's really three hundred and ten. because, no, nobody's going to buy that. So if you really want to sell a legitimate business for the highest price you can, get your books and your stuff in order so when a buyer comes in, think about when you, if you bought the business from somebody else, what were you looking at? You wanted the stuff clean so you could read it and believe that that's what the business is worth. Exactly. And... When somebody's looking at buying a business, we have to think about why are they looking to buy a small business? Well, they are looking to buy something that's already established. They don't want to go through the risk of starting something and having it possibly fail. So just the same reason somebody would, you know, buy a franchise Mm -hmm. is because it's already proven. So in order for you to sell your small business, it needs to be something that another person can come in, buy, and just plug and play. And that's why today we're going to talk all about systems and processes because that is the key. It's the secret sauce to making your business scalable and repeatable. Yep. So... I like to use the example of going out to eat because, as always, when we're recording our second podcast (laughs) of the day, I'm starving. So 
What's your favorite restaurant, Mike? We need an official caterer for oh, this show. Do. Anybody we listening? <laughs> favorite restaurant? Yeah. I don't know if I have one. I don't. You don't? Um. No. Uh, there's not one that I always have to go okay. to. Okay. Where's your favorite place to get sweet tea? Uh, I generally go to Bojangles. Bojangles. Yeah. Okay. So when you buy a sweet tea at Bojangles, mm-hmm. you know approximately how long you're going to wait in line. You know how much it's going to cost. Mm-hmm. And most importantly, does it taste the same every time? Yeah, every time. Every time. You yep. know the difference. You could probably taste test and pick up a sweet tea from Bojangles, Chick-fil-A, McDonald's, and, McDonald's. and tell the difference between the yes, three of them. Yes, I believe I could. I've, dr- yeah. I've, I've drunken sweet Drunk. tea from all three of them. <laughs> but you're right, yes. You and, could. And I know every time what I'm going to get. What you're going to get. And that is... The difference between why some businesses succeed and others fail. If you think about your favorite restaurant, when you go there, you expect the service to be great every time. You expect the quality and taste of your favorite dish to be pretty much exactly the same every time it comes out. Yes. And if you go and every time you order the you know, if I'm ordering from my local Chinese place and every time I order the veggie lo mein, it tastes different, I'm going to be like, what the heck is up mm-hmm. with this place? So that consistency is very key. It means that they have a standard recipe that they use and they're not going to deviate from it. And usually what winds up happening, and we've seen this with like Coca-Cola, right? They have their original recipe and then they bring out some new Coke or they change their recipe and they have to go back to the old Coke and (laughs) their business plummets because everybody's used to the regular Coke and nobody wants the new Coke. If you are young and I say probably 30, 35 and under, Ask your parents about New Coke. What a disaster. (laughs) What an absolute disaster. And going back to your point, I get more spam risk phone calls, but thankfully they come up spam risk. Going back to your point as a small business owner, when you're getting ready to roll something out, think of yourself as the consumer. Would I buy this? Do uh, going back to your point about your Chinese meal. If it's changed all the time, if you're like, if you're the small business owner, you think, yeah, but we're always going to tweak that because we don't really, it's different every time. No, they, if somebody comes to you for something, this is what I'm paying for. Yeah, I actually, um, there's a restaurant in Briar Creek here locally in North Carolina. And one of my favorite dishes, I call it my hangover dish, (laughs) because it's the best meal if you're feeling a little under the weather, and it is their Guinness burger. And it's actually a hamburger patty on top of a bed of mashed potatoes, and they cover that in gravy, and then top it with these delicious, crispy French fried onions. Oh, beautiful. so good. So... Every once in a while, Scott and I will order that, and it's like it's my luxury dish. You know, like I wait all day to eat because I save all my calories (laughs) for it. And we ordered it a couple weeks ago, and it came, and we're eating it, and I was like, something's off about this. Something's different. Well, instead of the French crispy French fried onions, they put sautéed onions on top of it. So now you have mushy potatoes, mushy burger. Mushy onions. There's no crunch. It was it was just mush. You know, salt. Like I was like, they totally jacked up my the dish, and I'll never order it again. Did you ask somebody? I did not. Okay. But that's just to go to show that like if you got a good thing and it's working, yeah. 
make sure that it continues working. Don't change it if well, it's working. It begs the question, were you the only one that liked crispy and they got they had 10 other customers <laughs> saying, hey, you know, sauteed if you're really good <laughs> But yeah, that is a bummer when they discontinue a product you love. It's like, oh, totally, totally squashed (laughs) my, my favorite hangover dish. So bummed. So a huge portion of what helps the business run smoothly with less supervision and the number one key to being able to scale and sell your business is that you can step back and let the systems do the work for you. We talked about this a lot last week where... If your business can't function without you there or you are the only person that someone thinks of when they think of your business, then you don't have something that's going to be able to be sold to the next Mm. business owner. Now, not everybody wants that, which is totally okay. There's a lot of people that are solopreneurs and they just want to make a whole lot of money and they have no desire to ever sell their business. But if you ever have a desire to sell your business or make more money while doing less in the business, then this is definitely the podcast for you to be listening to today. It is, if you hire an employee and they fill out 12 pieces of paper, all the tax, payroll, stuff they fill out, and that information has to go to five different people in your company, payroll, HR, pick three more. And you had, they, and all five of those had to type it in. What a waste. You put it in once and you set up the system, go to these five people. Boom. The system, the system does the work. Just put the information in. If you set up the system, right, the system will take care of the information. Amen. Saves you time. Oh God. Saves you money. And also saves you from needing to, you know, replicate something that's already been being done. There's nothing that drives me crazy, more crazier than doing something and then turning around and realizing someone on my team already did it. Yeah. And it could cause a mistake. What if you transcribed two numbers and True. what you put in was 27614 and the your somebody on your team put your team put in 27641. Now you got a problem in the system. Oh. And that's quite, I'm, I'm pretty sure I've never been diagnosed, but I'm pretty sure I'm numerically dyslexic. So I'm very careful mm-hmm. about numbers because I will transpose them all the time. Um, and I didn't know that that was even a thing until I was an adult. I just thought <laughs> that math was not my strong suit. <laughs> oh, you mean it's not 91,000? It's 19,000 I made? I thought I made 91. <laughs> Most of the time, people don't really think about a system and a process as two separate things. So your systems is a set of processes, tools, people, strategies that all work together to to solve a problem or achieve a goal. So if you think about it like a diagram in your mind, all of these pieces are moving around and interchangeable and they can work independently of each other or they work together to achieve the goal. A process is a subset within a system and it's a standardized way of doing something that achieves the same result every time. At back in your day at the country club. Yes. I remember these stories. Yep. Uh, the way you won over all the women. Yes. The people in the cart shed mm-hmm. run the cart at the end of the day through a system. We clean it. We charge the battery. 
and then we would do something else. And then the process is, then we go park it here and pull it out the next morning here. So we can pull it immediately out right there. Yep. Okay, gotcha. Yeah. So so a system in business is going to be, um, for instance, you have a marketing system. Mm-hmm. And then within your marketing system, you have sub-processes. So your marketing system is probably comprised of a CRM. You might have employees or yourself that is in charge of doing your marketing, right? Yes. So you have somebody that's in charge of sales. You have somebody that's creating your content. You have um, processes of once that content's created, how it's distributed. You might have a lead generation process for what you do to make clients come to you. Mm -hmm. And then you probably have a lead conversion process. So what happens once you get those clients and how do you turn them into actual customers? Mm -hmm. So the first thing that our small business friends want to do is document their systems and processes. Yes. And what I've learned through the last couple of masterminds that we've done and over the years of coaching a lot of small business owners is that this isn't as daunting as it appears, because most of these things you're probably already doing, you just don't have them written down. Yes. <laughs> and once you start writing them down, and we were talking today during our mastermind group, and I said, you know, just do a brain dump. Mm-hmm. That's where it doesn't have to be pretty, it doesn't have to be in order, just get everything out of your brain and on paper. Yes. So if you want to document the process for how to... Let me give you an example. Yep. We'll leave here today. It's Thursday afternoon. <clears throat> Drago, our great professor and uh, production uh, and producer here at Purple Comma Studios, will upload these two shows. And I will download them and I'll go on to Audible and edit them. I pull out quotes. I pull out a potential title, any notes I want. Then I go into Canva and update our graphic we have with the picture, the logo, and a quote, and the episode number. That's the system. Or the pro- that's, the, that's process, the process, right? Yep. And then I determine when and where. Then I've got to upload it to Anchor. Mm-hmm. So it will come out Tuesday morning and Thursday morning. And then we decide or I decide or you tag you and, you know, it goes out this, this, and this. That's the system for editing and posting these podcasts. Podcasts. Yes. That's the process. That's the process. Now, the system is what? So that's part of our sales and marketing system. So part of what we do as a business is create different avenues for people to learn about us. This podcast is one of them. Mm -hmm. And under that system of how we market ourselves is the process of developing and creating the content and publishing the podcast. We would have, well, we do have a networking system. Mm -hmm. We have a podcast system. Yep. We have a coaching slash onboarding or those two separate systems. Yes, those are, so we have um, many different processes for how we obtain clients, and then we have a process for how we onboard a client, and then we have a process for how we take care of that client. And, And the reason that 
processes are so important is because you cannot fix something if it's not being done the same way every time. Yes. And I like to, um, it's crazy. I, I really don't like baking. It's not my, not my favorite thing to do. But baking is a great example yes. because when you're baking, you're following a recipe. Supposed to, you're yes. doing You're doing it the same way every time, <laughs> and you're getting a desired result. Yes. And if you don't get the desired result, you can usually backtrack and figure out, oh, why does this cookie taste like shit? Oh, I accidentally used mm. salt instead of sugar. Right. Right, and you can pinpoint what it is. Um. Or if you want a different result, you can go to a step in the process and say, okay, I really don't like my cookies as crunchy. What do I need to do? I need to lessen my baking time. So I have a softer, mm. more malleable cookie. That's what I like. Oh, there the, you soft, go. the soft yeah. cookies. So, but if you didn't have a process that you were following, how would you ever know mm. how to modify it to get a different result? I like the stuff written down. <laughs> Because I don't have to remember it. No. I just pull up the damn list. And just follow it. Step one, download audio. Yep, step step two, two, open Audible. Oh, my, yes. Well, and then once you get to the point where you want to delegate that, mm -hmm. now you have something that somebody else can easily come in and follow. And included in the design in Canva, I would add... These are the colors. Mm -hmm. This is where the heading goes. This is where the number goes. This is where the name of the client goes or the guest on the show. That you would even include that. Yes. Yes. When you're when you are documenting your processes and procedures, you're gonna break each thing down um, based on the step-by-step -step sequence of actions. You're going to document what are the tools that are required is there an app that you use software what's the mm -hmm. login all of the minutiae around the tools that are required to make that and happen we forget about those little things yes um then there's the people aspect of it who's in charge of it um who's necessary to make it work that maybe isn't within your organization somebody that you need to outsource is there a vendor that you need to reach what are what's the parameters around that and, and then, approval if you have a client. Exactly. And then you have what are the strategies, the tips, dialogues, things that you use to make that process complete. And um, I have a process documentation checklist. I'm not going to, we don't have time to go through that all today, <laughs> but I will get that uploaded to Mike so we can upload that to our website. Yeah. So you can go out there and um, follow those steps. It's really easy once you just make it simple. And I go back to our recommendation that just get it to 80% because the number one reason that people procrastinate on documenting their processes is because it seems super overwhelmed, like overwhelming. Mm -hmm. And, and it can be, but again, most of it you're already either doing or it's in your brain or somebody in your organization's already doing it. It's even harder when it's something you only do once a month. Yes. We laughed when we came back last week for the podcast. We've been off two weeks and we laughed about what we forgot, how we do things. If you do it once a month, it's like, wait, was it seven last time or was that 
Which shade was that? <laughs> Just write it down. Yes. And when you have these things documented, then you can start doing things like um, process improvement, mm. right? Which I love going back and saying, okay, where can we save some money in this? Where can we, you know, condense some steps and make it a little bit more timely to get this done? And on the class today, you were talking about if the, I think it was with Kayla, if she sends one of our marketing people out into the field, what product are you taking? What are they wearing? What are they driving? What are they supposed to say? And the further you got into that conversation, you went to that exact point. Well, if you know when you're going to do it, you know what you want, and you order a month ahead of time, can you save money? Can you find a different vendor? Mm -hmm. So improvements like that, yeah. Yeah, and the only way that you can make an improvement is if that you know that it's done the same way every time. Yes. And that also allows you to put measurables into play. Um, we like being able to measure stuff, having key performance indicators, KPIs within your business is really important when it comes to being able to have a way to manage your staff and your employees. And that's something that we talked with Kayla about too, is, you know, how do she and Jake hold their employees accountable for the things that need to be done? And part of that is that they have a half documented process mm. And they just need to get the rest of it documented. And then once they have it documented, now they can compare what the person's doing to the process and figure out, okay, are they skipping steps? Or is there something that maybe none of them are doing that they need to improve upon? In the name of the process cannot be, oh yeah, Trinity does that. Right. <laughs> <laughs> That's not a good name because if Trinity's nowhere, nowhere around, Wait, what did we call that? What does that mean? That's which one? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> I chuckled when you talked about that today, that you have to give it the name of uh, door hanging is the name of the process. Not, oh, Trinity does door hanging. Right. It's literally door hanging. Yeah. And one of the things that we talked about today is, and this is a tip for when you're writing your processes and procedures, because I made this mistake documenting things years ago where I wrote the person's name like oh Alicia you know send this to Alicia and here's Alicia's email and then when we changed roles and Alicia no longer handled that now I had to go back and change everything to a different person's name so instead of having it be name specific you should have it be seat specific. So it should be report that process should be reporting to a role or a job title, not to a, a person that does that role or job title. And you also talked about keeping industry lingo out because not everybody's going to know what the initials are. Or having a really good key. Yep. So that way they can look at your key and say, okay, um, you know, for me in real estate, I want, if, I have a little key that says DOM equals days on market and um, FISBO is FISBO for sale by owner. So that way when people are walking through something, they're not lost in industry specific language. By the way, I dropped that knowledge on somebody in a BNI meeting probably four months ago. This is probably before Thanksgiving, maybe a little, you know, and we're talking about something. I said, Oh, so are, do you want to meet, I was referencing FISBOs and they went, what's that? I said, for sale by owner. And this person had been not anywhere in the real estate world, but had been in business for a while and went, 
I, I see those. I've never heard what that is before. <laughs> I always see for sale by owner. No right. idea what FISBO. Thank you very much. I'm like, yeah, yeah. my partner educated me. <laughs> but that is true because not everybody's going to know that. And somebody knew if, if I all of a sudden, if you've been doing it for eight years and I come in and take over and I'm not really from this world, I'm like, what the, how do I get in touch with Trinity to figure out what this is? And well, we don't have a 40 number from her. She left quickly. <laughs> so. And that can happen. Mm. Um, I've had it happen where, you know, there was somebody that was just doing their job. And then for whatever reason, they leave the organization. Mm. And now you're stuck trying to piece together what the hell was it that they were doing? Yes. And so having your documented processes is going to help you identify bottlenecks and inefficiencies. Um, you're going to see what you need to improve, get rid of, or start doing. We did a podcast on that. Yep. Yes. You're going to eliminate a lot of the stress that comes along with training new employees. So when you have employee turnover, if you're able to hand them, here's your onboarding booklet that explains everything that has to do with the company. And here's the processes and procedures for how to do your job. That's going to be huge because it's going to reduce the amount of money you're spending on onboarding and training your new employees. Plus, it's also going to give you an ability to figure out what are the things that maybe I missed when I was creating this process or procedure. Um, And the other tip that we talked about today was making sure that it's not so documented and so rigid that you take away people's critical thinking because there needs to be room for people to problem solve because not every, not, not everything goes as planned. And some processes actually will have a little aside that says, okay, if a plus B equals C do this, if a plus B isn't equaling C do this. (laughs) (laughs) So it's like one of those choose your own ending stories. Oh, okay. Yep. No, I'm with you. It's also going to, um, documenting your processes is going to preserve your company knowledge. And we all know how important that is because if Mike is the only person that knows how to do something and God forbid something happens to Mike, Mm -hmm. then we're, we're stuck without anyone knowing what was in your brain. Years ago in a job, the manager I was working for when I first started, we were talking about somebody goes, what about the plane crash? Like, I didn't see the news today. What plane crash? He goes, if you die in a plane crash, who's going to know how to do this? Mm-hmm. Oh. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. But that's what he called it. What yep. about the, And he prefaced it a couple times. What about the plane crash? Yep. Makes Your perfect sense. Your most loyal, trusted employee who's been doing the same job, have them write down what yep. they do. The analogy I think you've given before, I'm going to give you credit because I'd, I'd, do- I'd bet a dollar <laughs> on this. You were referencing uh, – a married couple in their money both should know because if the plane crashes, I've never dealt with that. I don't know the passcodes. I don't know how much. I don't know where. Not good. No. Um, and that, yeah, that's come up with some of my clients when, you know, um, 
I'm sure that it happens with people our age now, but with some of my clients that grew up in a more old school mentality where the man runs all the bills and the woman Mm -hmm. takes care of the house and then the husband passes away and now the wife has, she's literally never paid a bill in her life and she's in her late seventies trying to figure out how to log into accounts and what bills do I need to pay and where's the where's the life insurance? And, and she's never talked to the CPA. Never to she's CPA. never done anything yeah. like that. And that can be a really scary place. So within, and that happens within business structures too, that one person is holding all the information and it's kind of like making sure you have your black box, right? Like yeah. if the plane goes down, where is everything stored? So everyone knows what the heck's going on. Yep. It's like our good friend, Scott Sams uh, with dynamic print solutions. He's got Sean and Jethro with him. Mm-hmm. And if, if Sean, I'll give Sean credit. I don't know if he's the one that does this, but if Sean is the only one that knows how to wrap a truck and they do good job and they do good business on wrapping vehicles and Sean leaves one day, and Scott and Jethro are looking at each other like, oh. <laughs> yeah, they're going to lose some money quick and some client. They're going to lose short term money and lose some long term clients. Yeah. And in order to prove that your business is worth the amount of money that you're bringing in, you need to have that secret sauce, that recipe protected. You have systems in your real estate world when one of your team is showing a house. Doesn't matter what city in the triangle it's in. Doesn't matter the size of the house, price of the house. Here's the list. Yep. Follow the list. Follow the checklist. Yep. And that keeps it a consistent experience for the client Mm -hmm. um, that makes sure that when a new person comes in to do that job that they know what they're doing and it keeps me sane because I know that everyone's doing things the same way. And if I want to change something, I can change one thing and everybody learns that change versus if I have to go to every individual person and be like, hey, I want to change this. Well, I was never doing that to begin with. Uh-oh. Yes. I know it Ruh-ruh. says this, but we don't have to. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. It's kind of like the bartender, right? So Drago's a bartender I go to all the time and he gives me free drinks and I show up one night and you're there. Where's Drago? You're not here anymore. Oh, I'm not getting any more free drinks. Oh, no more free drinks. <laughs> or Drago's the only one with my special martini exactly, recipe. Exactly, because he knows I don't like that <laughs> vodka, but he doesn't charge me for this vodka. <laughs> but you're right, though. It takes the pressure off the decision maker that's leading the team to know that everybody's doing what they're supposed to be doing. And back what you said earlier, the client knows what to expect, no matter who they're dealing with. So if one day, if Jamie shows them a house and then two days later, they want to sit with you and now you walk through the house with them, same thing's going to happen. Exactly. Same question, same process, same detail, everything. Yeah. Um, So that's really the basics of, making sure that you have your systems and processes in place. I'm sure we'll dive in deeper, uh, but we do have a very fun mastermind group that focuses on this. So if this is something that you or someone you know is struggling with or just want a refresher or thinking, man, how do I get started? Go ahead Check out our website, wiredtochange.com. With the number two. With the number two. Go to the events tab and scroll on down and check out the link for our 
Process and Systems Mastermind Group. Mm -hmm. And Mike is hosting two other masterminds, one on finding and obtaining clients, mm -hmm. which I heard is going amazingly. Having a blast, yep. And then we have another one for sales and marketing. Mm -hmm. So we've got all of your business best practices covered. And even though the client mastermind is about finding clients, we talked, we had week two, two days ago, and we talked about the onboarding system. Do you get all their information? Do you introduce them to the point person? Do you find out their expectations? Do you tell them what's going to happen? Do you set a kickoff meeting? What do you do? But it should be the same every time. I love it. I know. It's a lot of fun. Geek. It's a lot Just of fun. love to geek out over systems I'm getting geekier the longer I know you, and I'm, I'm kind of okay with it. It's like a foot in the water. I'm, I'm good with that. I know more yep. than I did. I don't, I'll never know what you know, because I just haven't done all that stuff. But it's amazing. Go. You said this 30 minutes ago. I already do that. <laughs> Duh. That's called a system. Yeah. I didn't know that was a system. Yeah, that's what I do all the system. time when this comes in. Yeah. <laughs> but what happens if one of us kicks the bucket yep. or... In, you know, that's a worst case scenario, but the best case scenario is, holy crap, we're so busy now that we need someone else to do this mm -hmm. for us. And I'll tell you what, when that time comes is not the time that you want to be sitting there trying to put together the job description and the processes and documenting everything. Because at that point, it's too late and you're going to spend a lot of time answering questions mm -hmm. that if you had been documenting along the way you could have avoided and we have no idea where we are on the arc of covid i've quit guessing i don't know yep let's say one of your employees not only has covid not only is working from home but gets sick where you can't talk to them for three or four days because they can't even function what are you going to do so many reasons just to put it on paper. And again, I love it because I don't have to think anymore. A plus sheet of paper, go through it, do it, track it. Oh, you know what? We've done that three times and nothing's come from it. All right. Let's take a look at this. Let's delete that. Yeah. <laughs> let's get rid of that. Well, and that's the part. And we'll, I'm sure on future episodes, we'll talk about Kaizen and process improvement. Yeah. And we have a lot of tips and tricks and things to do. Um, to make sure that your processes and systems are the most efficient, well-oiled machines and also not to over-automate things because people love high personal touch. Yes. So there is going too far and over-automating things, but that's a whole other topic. <laughs> <laughs> that is true. Good stuff today. This has been a good day. First episode with Neil talking about setting up your business for resale at top dollar. And a lot of that is having your numbers and your crap in order. And that goes back to systems and processes. And then doing this today, I kind of took some notes. I'm going to go home tonight. It's like, I, I'm going to write down this process for adding a pot for editing and posting a podcast. And I'm going to write, I'm going to put that up there. And you're, you've got a checklist you're going to put up there as yep. well. We'll just start up systems and processes folder. Don't know if it'll be up when this show comes out, but at least certainly the week after we'll have some stuff up there. Just give people an idea. It doesn't have to, it doesn't have to be nice. It's like a business plan. It doesn't have to be nine pages. No. And you just have to start somewhere. Yep. Just knock out one, get the hang of it. 
And then you can start, make a list and knock out the rest. Oh, and you're going to feel so good when you get it on paper too. So. Oh, yeah. Uh, my name is Mike Manning. And I'm Trinity French. And we'll see you next time on our Wired to Change podcast.